The Elijah Bailey Show is brought to you by Blacken Studios, Oklahoma's premier podcasting production company. Contact them at podcast at blackenstudios.com and follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blacken Studios to learn more about becoming a part of the Blacken family. Remember, it's Blacken. I did it. Uh, I was told that cosplayers have to be given their names. And one of my friends decided Mega, and then another friend added the Watt. So I've been... Perfect. <laughs> it was a slow process. Originally, I just went by Mega Cosplay, but it wasn't quite full enough. I like to think of myself as a, kind of a lightning rod. You love me or hate me. So naming myself after electricity would be pretty... Uh, yeah, it worked out. Three, two... One And it's your host, Elijah Bailey, and today I'm in Black and Studios recording this open all by myself. Yes, that's right. Richard is gone this week. Um, Richard is here today because he's off on vacation celebrating his one-year wedding anniversary. So, happy anniversary to you, Richard. Happy anniversary, Deandra. I uh, hope you guys are having fun. Um, and speaking of wedding anniversaries, it has been three years since I've been married to my beautiful wife, Jessica. And uh, it's just it's just... I, I love it. Happy anniversary, honey. Uh, three years married, 11 years together, and it's been a blast. Um, and I have to say this before we get started, before the recording starts. I'm recording uh, the day after I was a guest speaker uh, for Cody Scott and his students and, and martial arts instructors at Lake Carl Blackwell. And I have to extend my thanks to them because uh, it was a beautiful evening. It was great to be outdoors. It was great to talk to um you know, the families, the youth and the other instructors about what their purpose and, and things are in martial arts and how they uh, mentor. Um, also talking about, you know, j- you know, just stuff like life, success and growth as a martial artist. So, yeah, it was a beautiful evening. Um, I loved it out on the lakefront eating and just being able to be around people that come together from different backgrounds, but call each other family. Uh, I love that. And I can't wait to go back next year and also take out my students. Um, also, that being said. That was October 15th yesterday, so I had to miss the OKC podcast meetup, and I also had to miss my friend Adam Bowen's birthday uh, because of it. Uh, I had the time and wrong. I had the date correct, but the time wrong. I thought it was early in the morning. It ended up being at 6 o'clock. I didn't leave there until 9, so sorry, uh, Adam, and the OKC podcast meetup. On the next meetup, I will be there. Uh, hopefully, that makes it up to you. Adam, I'm not taking my do-rag off, but you will be a guest on my other podcast, the Superpowered Movie uh, Podcast, where we'll, we'll be reviewing episodes 7 through 13 of uh, Marvel's Luke Cage on Netflix. And uh, the podcast of the week this week is uh, one of my favorite ones because I'm in three leagues right now, the NFL Fantasy Live podcast, which you can find on iTunes or Podbeam, uh, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, but it's the, like I said, NFL Fantasy Live. Michael Fabiano and the rest of the NFL Network's NFL Fantasy Live crew provide the latest in NFL fantasy football analysis and ranking. So if you're playing fantasy football, make sure to check this out. They give you all the data that you need. Um, but it's a great podcast. It keeps you up on the waiver wire, what's new preseason, postseason, injuries, uh, everything like that. Um, like I said, I love fantasy football. I love football in general, so I'm in fantasy league. So check it out. And the cosplay of the week comes from Roadrunner08. So that's Road, R-O-A-D-R-N-R-O-8. His name is Shane. He's a cosplayer, and he does a lot of stuff. He, the one that caught my eye was the Green Arrow cosplay he did. Um, he also did the Green Arrow cosplay and took a picture with Stephen Amell, but he's done cast 
Castiel, Dean Winchester. You can find him on Roadrunner Cosplay on Facebook or at R-O-A-D-R-N-R-08 on Instagram and Twitter. So check him out. He is our cosplay of the week. Uh, lastly, I am now the official producer, editor, and marketing manager for the Krillnet podcast, uh, hosted by Danny and Iffy, two comedians out of LA, which you can find that podcast on iTunes right alongside the Elijah Bailey show. Um, and they're also on Libsyn, so go check them out. Uh, make sure to follow, subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, it's a very funny show. If you love everything about Dragon Ball Z, they break down each and every episode of Dragon Ball Z with some of their friends. So there's a lot of hilarious shit that goes on the show. Uh, 45-minute show. I'm loving every minute of it. Before I became a producer, I listened to the show. So uh, you guys should as well. So enough of the mushy stuff. I had a great conversation with today's special guest, who is a former cosplayer of the week. Um probably about three or four weeks ago for this show, um, the cosplayer that leaves a shocking impression, Megawatt Cosplay. So without further ado, let's get into our captivating interview. Hey, you have a, a wall of books currently. Yeah, That's a giant wall of books. I'll send you a picture after. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's um, every single book I've ever bought. It's, I guess, maybe like two and a half feet tall, but it's about eight feet long. So it's... Uh, a little insane. <laughs> so, what kind of what kind of books? Bit. What kind of books do you like? You typically read? Oh, I have everything from fantasy books, but also like writing guides and travel books, and all the spy books because I was a collector, a member of the spy museum for a couple of years, and That's... you name it, it's everything I've ever bought. How do you get to be a member of the spy gym or uh, museum? That's pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, actually, so I was working in the building next door to it and I figured it would be the best place to escape my coworkers when they got annoying. <laughs> so I bought myself, I bought myself a membership and I didn't think much of it until I came in and tried to use it for the first time. They were like, Oh, you're that girl. We've heard about you. <laughs> That's they pretty thought funny. it was the most hilarious reason to join the museum ever. I mean, that that is a valid reason because most people don't really go to museums unless they're on like a, a class trip or vacation. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, well, that's... the spy museum is a little bit more interesting than normal. So I mean, you're going through Bond exhibits with the actual Bond cars, and oh, man. it's teaching you how everyone used to hide everything in buttonholes. It's actually kind of fascinating. So, so if you're gonna escape somewhere, it's the place to go. Did you? So after that, did you want to be a spy? Oh, totally, absolutely, oh, dude. So what do you think so about? Like the <laughs> FBI always tries to recruit me every time they meet me, and I'm like, no, then you'd own me. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. So uh, we're going to go ahead and start the show. Um, okay. This is the Elijah Bailey Show. This is episode 48 of the Elijah Bailey Show. And uh, today we have um, one of the most electrifying, uh, the legendary, the illustrious, the beautiful, the multi-talented, and multi-fingered gestural uh, Megan Megawatt Mattingly. So, hello, <laughs> Megan. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I like the introduction. Thank you. Oh, I'm going to yeah. have to write that on my tombstone. I will. I, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I kind of changed it up, but I'll send it to you because that, I, I, I appreciate what you do. And I think that every guest that comes on the show should have like a special intro. And especially after, you know, we had two previous conversations. Uh, one while I was at work and then the other one kind of testing out the equipment, making sure that we had some good phone quality. But, um, mm -hmm. for everybody that doesn't know, um, well, you should know Megan, she is megawatt cosplay. <laughs> uh, she was a former cosplay of the week. Uh, I think about three or four weeks ago, um, on the show. And what I like to do is I always like to look for 
male and female cosplayers and just interesting uh, people. And then I, I've been trying to build up to the point to where we can get some cosplayers on the show to actually talk about uh, their craft as cosplayers. So um, the first thing that, that I want to ask you to kind of describe to my audience, since I'm not a cosplayer, what is cosplay? Or what do you define cosplay as? So for me, costume really, you know, truly sticks to the definition, which is just costume play. So dressing up as anyone, I believe, counts. There are people who only will do superheroes or only do anime characters. And I'm like, hey, there's that dude in a movie that I like, and he has a really badass tweed suit. And even if it's a movie about wine, I'm like, man, I want to do that. Like, (laughs) I will dress up as anyone as long as I like the character. Okay, so uh, before we we get into your cosplay career, tell us a little bit about Megan. What what do you want the people to know? Because uh, you go to conventions all the time and and you do photo shoots and take pictures, but does anybody besides your your fiancé really get to know and your friends really get to know who you are? Uh, I certainly hope so. Um, I run a local nerd group in D.C. called D.C. Cosgeeks, and that's honestly what really drove me into the cosplay scene more so than not because when I first started, I was just, you know, someone who wanted to put together an outfit or two for AwesomeCon, and I had a lot of fun, but I didn't really think much about the con scene. It was my first con period. Um, I really just wanted to start connecting with people I'd met because they seemed like really cool individuals. I had all you fabulous nerds that had come out for this one weekend, and I was like, hey, I want to I bring them together. So if anyone knows anything about me, it's that I like to throw parties, drink, and you know, get up dressed up. So hey, that sounds I like started, a party. That's uh, perfect. Yeah, I started the DC Cosgeeks because I was like, all right, how do I collect everybody I know into one group so we can plan things more than just once a year when DC has their, you know, con collective community coming together. So I, uh, yeah, started the group. We're probably around 325 people right now. And oh, pretty much every time that we're doing something, it's a cosplay bar hop through different areas of the DC area. How, how often do you guys do that? Because that sounds amazing. I got invited. Me and Richard <laughs> got invited to go to DC. You should come. You should definitely uh, come. Uh, we do it probably about four times a year, but we also have movie nights and we'll have parties and watch Disney movies with Disney food. You know, it's not all just about costuming. It's about people that like to be together and we happen to meet through that, whether in appreciation of it or if you're a photographer or if you're just the friend of the person that dress, you know, dresses up and does the thing, yeah. we like connecting that community together. Man, that's awesome. Cause that, that was, uh, mm-hmm. I was wondering, cause you go to your Instagram and your pages and it's the founder of the DC cause geeks. I'm like, well, I wonder what that is. Cause I, again, yeah. I'm not, I haven't cosplayed, not saying I'm not into it. I just haven't. Uh, my, my fellow host, Richard, who, who isn't here today, uh, he has done some cosplay before as, uh, as, uh, who was it? Uh, Toby from Naruto before. And then oh, he, that's he, awesome. Yeah. He did like a video where he's in a band wearing the mask and stuff. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. I just haven't got into it. Um, but with the, uh, the foundation of the DC cause geeks, um, what all did that really entail or, or what's your mission besides bringing people together and just, you know, chilling out and having a good time. Guys, <laughs> that is my mission. That is the mission. There's the proudest wrong with moment that. I have is seeing, I mean, it, it's run through a Facebook group. So the proudest moment I have is when all of a sudden I see my friends hanging out and I've just realized that they became actual friends. It's not just a meetup group. It's, you know, creating a community, a real community. That's so a, that's, that's, a, that's, that's been my great pleasure in life. See, that's, that's a very uh, confident, you know, 
or or yeah, I'd say confident thing to do mm-hmm. to go out and, and build a group and try to immerse yourself in, in people that are like minded. Where did uh where did you grow up? Let's get a little bit of a backstory on Megan, like where you grew up and, and how you got to where you are today. Oh, so I grew up just outside DC. My family's always been from DC as long as DC was DC. Yeah. Um I've basically been a military brat, you know, my whole life, so we settled down near the Pentagon again and was you know, we're able to be near family, but I grew up in a really kind of very school focused community that I didn't have sports going on. I was, you know, that mm-hmm. little asthma kid. I was yeah. always reading. And so I lost myself in fantasy books and schoolwork. And, you know, I wasn't out building this community when I was a kid. I think it was also just harder to find all the people that liked the same thing. So yeah. I kind of kept to to myself. It was not until after college that I actually did start cosplaying and, you know, more than a few years after I'd graduated and I realized like, Hey, this is fun. Like there's people out here. So I went from, (laughs) uh, keeping it all to myself to being really loud about it. And (laughs) that's, I think been the great benefit of this whole cosplay scene is that everyone's encouraged to talk about all the things that they grew up reading and liking and watching on their own. And and how so was, was how was it in those first transformative years getting you know starting uh, your very first costume and going out to a convention and then kind of going from there because uh, I know, uh, I know it, a lot of people say that they were just really nervous they didn't know how the presentation was going to be uh, whenever they presented yeah their it was it was nerve wracking um, my first one was a very showy cosplay of Emma Frost okay <laughs> nice and we were trying to go for the world record at AwesomeCon 2014, which was breaking the Chinese record of most people dressed up as superheroes who originated in comic books together at one time, and they had the record at 1,531. And I think we ended up with 238 in front of the U.S. Capitol. And it was a combination of AwesomeCon with the Museum of Science Fiction that was trying to get off the ground, and they had actually invited Guinness World Records to count it. So we totally, totally fell short of the record, but it was still... You know, besides being nerve-wracking, it was also, you know, in that way, electrifying. It was really exciting to be around so many people that were trying so hard to make this happen. And you've got a couple hundred people. They're like, we're all doing this. We're all out there. And that was, that that hooked me. I was sold. And that what, and the cosplay after party that night. Because there's <laughs> nothing more fun than being like, hey, I'm dancing next to Hellboy. Or, okay, here's the Punisher. Like, awesome. Cool. <laughs> and and what, year, what year was that when you guys tried to beat the record? That was, yeah, that was April 2014. Um, nice. That was my first con. That was awesome con of that year. Okay, because I didn't, I didn't know how much of an OG cosplayer you were. Like, if it went back, like, to 2005 or so, because... Again. Oh, no, I wish. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's technically not my first cosplay. I did dress up for the third Lord of the Rings premiere back oh, in nice. high school. So I went as Arwen, and we okay. got like half our lacrosse team to dress up in random robes that we pulled from the theater department. And one of my friends went as Layla, and it was just the whole thing. And um, I'm sure there's a picture that exists somewhere, but I just remember <laughs> my brother went to the same midnight showing and looked at me and was like, shaking his head like oh my god that's my sister and now he's like man i get to be a groomsman in your cosplay wedding i'm so excited i need to get a real outfit together like oh the tides have changed (laughs) (laughs) 
see. All right, so now, so you you brought it up first, the cosplay wedding. You are currently yeah. planning your wedding, which is uh, uh, what date are you planning? Are you shooting uh, for? It's Awesome Con next year, so uh, right. June seventeenth, twenty seventeen. We're gonna get married Saturday of Awesome Con. And then, and what kind of uh, anybody can just wear whatever they want, or is there a specific? Oh theme? yeah, oh okay. we encourage the public to attend because I think it's gonna be a riot. I think it's just gonna be the most ridiculous of ridiculous things, and. I think the more people, the merrier, always, <laughs> oh, yeah. if you couldn't tell from the cosplay bar hopping. But <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and we're going to, instead of having DC fight Marvel, we're going to have DC getting married to Marvel. So oh. I will be Wonder Woman, and my fiancé will be Deadpool, and I will have all DC Comics bridesmaids, and he'll have all Marvel groomsmen. See, we'll be, we'll be here at Black and Studios and the Elijah Bailey Show. We'll be looking forward to it and try to see if we can make it out. Um, and be promoting that that wedding. So hopefully the uh, the awesome. list is off the charts, and there's people outside dressed in cosplay down the street. Yeah, it'll be fun. The New York Post has already expressed some interest in covering the wedding. Like I think it'll be just fun. I think we're going to try and get the five or first legion there. You name it, it'll be ridiculous in some good way. See, that was that's pretty cool because uh, I had a glimmer of cosplay. I, I just now remembered it. Uh, because of the wedding, somebody asked me, because I do martial arts. I've been doing martial arts for like, 26, oh, awesome. 27 years. Thank you. Uh, but they were like, man, are you going to get married in your uniform and this and that? And I was like, no. Nah. <laughs> yeah, no, right? I'm going you know, to get married in, in a tux. That'll be my one tux that I'll own from here on out. Like When I go to my kids' graduations and parties, it'll be in the tux that I got <laughs> married in because I, I usually don't dress up. So I'm, I'm the, the, the karate guy that wears karate pants and T-shirt around most of the time. But I almost... I almost did it, uh, but I'll be excited to see you guys' wedding. And what's your fiance's name? Or is he fine with putting his name out there into the ether? Oh yeah, absolutely. I tag him in almost everything, so he's on Instagram. <laughs> um, his name is actually Adam America, and that means that his initials, you know, first initial last name makes him America, mm-hmm. which means that once we get married, I'll be Mrs. America, and. I'm never ever giving that name up. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, see, so not only are you having a cosplay wedding, but you're going to be Mrs. America, and I mean, <laughs> yeah. just uh, the 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 post and every uh, you're going to have people outside the door. They're going to pick it up on the news. It's going to be like the royal wedding. That's why I think it is the royal wedding <laughs> here in the states. Well, we certainly just hope it's fun. So yeah, it'll be at least in a panel room, something going on. It'll be ridiculous. So. And, uh, That's kind of how we live our lives. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what we'll do right now, we're going to take a quick pause for the calls. This will be our first commercial break, and then we'll come right back with my special electrifying guest, Megawatt. Hi, this is Tiffany Hill, host of Authentic Conversations, a weekly motivational podcast where we discuss matters such as self-worth, relationships, parenting, professional development, physical, emotional, and spiritual health. You can find me on Facebook at Authentic Conversations by Tiffany Hill, on social media at TH underscore Authentic, and you can also subscribe to Authentic Conversations on iTunes and Podbeans, and the show is also available on blackenstudios.com. I look forward to connecting with you, and remember, to live authentically is the ultimate form of happiness. So we're back here with the Elijah Bailey Show. I have Megan Mattingly, correct? Yep. All right. Uh, go by Megawatt, though. <laughs> Megawatt. There we go. We go by Megawatt all the time. Um, and if you listen to the top of the show, which you had to to get to this point, um, that snippet that you heard was from when we were testing out the uh, the equipment here at the studio. Uh, and 
we go through the whole explanation of how you got your name. Uh, so when you listen back to this, you'll hear yourself talk. Have you, you've been on podcasts before, haven't you, Megawap? Yeah. And uh, what was uh, what was that like? What was your first podcast like? Hearing your voice back. Um, <laughs> one of the first ones I actually ever did. I had the pleasure of being at a business happy hour and then trying to go do a podcast from my car while totally buzzed. So that was actually kind of, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it helps you get into the mood a little bit, but it it makes you talk a little bit, maybe more than you should. So (laughs) So are are we, are we buzzed today? (laughs) Is there a little buzz going on right now? No, 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 I'm fine right now, Uh, but that one was definitely Interesting. Off the charts. <laughs> okay, so um, going back to you starting cosplay, what was uh, what got you into? What was the inspiration? Would you know you just see somebody, or did you hear about it online, or see a video? Um, no, it was actually a friend of mine from welding class who said, "Hey, there's going to be a con coming up, and we both love all the same cool, you know, geeky things. Let's put a group together." And so she'd been learning how to do different latex wounds and we all were very into the walking dead so we were like hell nice. we should be zombies and we realized i had an old wedding slash divorce dress mm-hmm. that i could use and someone else had an old bridesmaids dress they could use and we turned that one bridesmaids dress into three and created an entire little group of a bridal party plus a zombie hunter with <laughs> a pro- cattle prod so oh. <laughs> we had the zombie hunter walking down and we competed in the, this was Sunday of our first awesome con uh we competed in the group cosplay contest so zombie hunters holding this little cattle prod while dangling the groom's arm in front of us as we all like <laughs> walked up going brain brain that's free and uh <laughs> yeah it was a lot of fun they introduced us and everyone's like oh hi I'm Beth oh hi I'm you know so and so and it gets to me, and I'm like, hi, I'm Megan, and this is my divorce dress. And the whole room just died, and I was just like, all right, all right, so this is fun. <laughs> that is, I mean, every every time I ask you something, uh, it's an amazing story. Your first podcast, how you got your name, first cosplay. Uh, yeah, I think I might need to, me and my wife need to move just so we can hang out with you. Too. I mean, uh, booze, good times. I'm glad I can entertain. That's oh. kind of what I do. Oh, man. I try, at least. Desperately try. <laughs> Um, so what what would you say now going from being a zombie and then dressing up for Lord of the Rings and, and where you are now, what is your cosplay style? What genre do you typically dabble in for cosplay? I try to do mashups or gender bends. Um, I like doing something that's different. Like the one thing you'll never ca- catch me dead in is a Harley Quinn outfit because <laughs> I feel like everyone has done it. Yes. And I thought it was done you know, a year ago, and everyone keeps doing it. So I just prefer, you know, and nothing against them. I just, I like doing something that's unique. I want to put my own twist on it instead of just doing something that, you know, seems so ubiquitous that I'm not going to add anything to the conversation. So I really enjoy doing steampunk mashups of my favorite characters. So I just did steampunk Dorothy. I, at New York Comic Con this year, last year I did steampunk Jasmine. Um, mm-hmm. I also have done Star-Lord and that's where I, you know, for anyone who hasn't seen the picture when you were like, Oh, the multi-gestured person, yes. it's like, yeah, I put a picture of me flicking off everybody. <laughs> yes. And that was amazing. That, I think that was the one that I actually saw and I was like, this is my cosplay of the week and went through and I got to see some of those, the steampunk, um, Jasmine 
And was it, uh, I know there was a course that was that steampunk or just, uh, or um, was it Captain Hook? Cause you're, the Captain you're, Hook, yeah. yeah so all my, I don't make a lot of my costumes. I make some of the Warbla. I make, uh, I put together a lot of the accessories. But generally, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I kind of drunk text my corset maker and I'm like, I got an idea. <laughs> what do you think? And they get back to me and they're like, yeah, cool. Here's your invoice. We can totally do this. <laughs> have, have you come up with an idea that's too much work for them yet? Uh, no, they really are pretty fantastic. It's Michant Corsetry, and they're on Etsy. And I just fell in love with their work when I was looking for steampunk corsets. And so I emailed them, and I'm like, I love everything you do. I have an idea to do a steampunk princess, and here are a couple of my favorites. Like, I think it would be cool to do this one or this one or Jasmine, and they really got drawn to the Jasmine. So that was the first I did with them, and it went and was so successful that they pull, you know, I texted them, I'm like, I want to do something. I'm about to go to Kamikaze last year, which was the Stanley Kamikaze mm-hmm. Expo, and now it's known as Stanley's Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. But they were like, okay, it's two weeks away, but yeah, let's do Captain Hook. So, you know, I had suggested it, and I was so excited they ran with it, and they just pulled it off, and I've been working with them ever, ever since. They're almost exclusively my outfit maker now. Awesome. And, and everything that we're dropping here, the pictures of Megawatt, her info, where she gets her courses done, all that information will be in the description uh, for this show when the show drops um, on Thursday. So make sure if you're looking for, for corset work or you're a cosplayer, just go to the description and all the info will be there. Um, you can go to the Elijah Bailey Show Facebook page or Instagram or Twitter and you can actually see the pictures I posted of Megawatt in some of the stuff that we're talking about here now. Um, has there been a, a costume or a cosplay that has just blown your mind or just something that you couldn't even conceive? Like, man, I don't know how they did that, or this is just terrific. I think uh, I just along with the rest of the world, the Voltron for New York Comic Con this yes. year was incredible. Um, you know, I, I always love the big machines so mm-hmm. last year was hulkbuster which was really cool this year voltron really stood out to me but i think along with the rest of the entire internet the mystique that came out and was transforming into yes. a soldier that was that just was crazy epic. and that was a you know like that's unique i love it everyone does mystique just body paint and i'm certainly the one of the bigger fans of body paint i do it a lot um you know i work with my body paint artist a lot and I've wanted to do Mystique, but having that blend of the two at the yes. same time, that is awesome. Like, you, uh, I, I just love the creativity there. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, again, getting into cosplay and showing appreciation, you know, for this first year that we've had this show, going to different events. And I, I do, you know, just local events right now, just be trying to get everything on the plate and find out the conventions to go to and, you know, just what's what is uh, manageable like time-wise and on the schedule mm-hmm. and just seeing the stuff that people make there was a cloud um that that came out in april and i mean that's his bread and butter and every time he does his cloud cosplay it's better and better the sword uh the, yeah the boots the jean everything and i'm just like man that's crazy because I, I, don't, I don't even know where to start with some of that stuff. And I know that the last couple of cosplayers I've put up for cosplay of the week have Etsy accounts to where they do costume or they do armor. They specialize, like you said, in corsets and that way they can help out the community. But I mean, I just think it's amazing when I see all this stuff and one day I will make my, my way to the front lines and I will come out with, I I don't know what I'm, I'm trying to, trying to figure out what, what I should do, what was going to be 
my niche, what I would enjoy cosplaying as. But I mean, it's just remarkable. Yeah, I mean, that's where it's fun. Like, you see other people do things and you're just so inspired. Like, you know, you may pick three for your first con that are pretty simple and, you know, maybe one that's a little bit harder and you can, you know, wear for the big day and figure out, okay, is this something I'm comfortable wearing? Is this something that I really, like, enjoy posing as? I always have the problem that I pick villains and I'm terrible at resting bitch face like I used to be really good in high school and then for everyone told me I had a bitchy face and I was like all right I'm gonna train myself out of it I can't get it back so it's really hard to model and pose when you're supposed to be Emma Frost and you have to look like a bitch and you're you can't you're just like I want to smile at you stranger see I have the I mean I I think I have the the rest in the bitch I I don't know if they there you go. Like use you'll that be for, for guys, you but I. <laughs> but I just sit. I mean, I'm you're not thinking about anything. You're just sitting there in the moment, and people are like, "What's wrong with you?" And I got that. So I'm like, "Nothing's wrong with me." Well, why are you so mad? Why are you this? I'm like, "I'm not." Uh, but then to train yourself out of it, now you can't get it back. That's pretty hilarious. Just now you just yeah. gotta you just gotta be around. You gotta go. I'm so screwed. <laughs> and the job that you got away from that that had you join the museum. Uh, are you still at that job now, or can you go back? And, no, and... no, that's several years back, but I still go to the Spy Museum. I mean, anytime you work in downtown D.C., it's very convenient. So well, Go back and try to visit some of those people that pissed you off, and maybe that'll get your, your right? arrested bitch face back. <laughs> but that, that's pretty hilarious. Um, so we talked about the conventions and, and you know, if you're going to be comfortable this and that. What is the, what is the typical uh, con day? Because you were just at New York Comic Con, so what is your typical mm-hmm. week there or your weekend? Um, okay, so as someone who cosplays a lot, I pretty much only go to cons for the cosplay. I go to hang out with my cosplay friends, do cosplay photo shoots, see cosplay people I know, or go to booths, you know, um, but the vendor hall and artist's alley is about as far as I get into the con. Mm -hmm. I typically don't try and schedule two hours for a panel because by the time you put on a huge outfit and you're trying to get photos, you just don't have that type of time. So I unfortunately miss out on a lot of the things that people enjoy the most (laughs) about cons. Like, hey, celebrity guest panel or hey, what's the news on Stranger Things? I had to read the recaps at night just like everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little sad, but it's also, you know, it's a lot of fun for all the people I've ever met that are in the tunnel at New York Comic Con, as it's called. Kind of, um, everyone's doing photo shoots. Everyone you've ever like seen online that's your own personal hero is there. It's just a really awesome place to be, and you're surrounded by some of the most inspirational cosplayers in the world. So, well, you know, it's not a bad thing. I just, yeah. my day is pretty much You just don't get there. to do some of the other things that you enjoy. Yeah. Well, talking about inspirational yeah. cosplayer, who, who is uh, your inspirational cosplayer? Oh, uh, I've got a lot of friends that I really just enjoy seeing theirs. Um, I would have to say Danielle Ballou, I think, is the expert at Warbla. She is a friend, and she is truly just inspiring. She'll put together the craziest, coolest, epic Warbla cosplays in, like, two weeks' time and just come out, and it will dominate the Internet. I think... You know, as someone who kind of really enjoys over-sexualized cosplays, mm-hmm. I love Jessica Negri for that. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, I, for people that 
get called a lot, you know, like there's a lot of people who say, oh, you should only cause by this at a certain rate if you're a certain race. And I hate that. I think it's terrible. So mm-hmm. I really admire what K-Bear has done cosplaying people like Red Sonia because she rocks it. She yes. kills it. She'll do Med Moxie. She does amazing, amazing cosplays that really stand out even more so because she's doing it as a black girl who just looks phenomenal. And there's nothing you can say that will ever, you know, like make me think she isn't the best one out there. Exactly. So there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of people that will say, oh, this person is to this, to this. Well, there's a cosplayer for everyone. I like them all for different reasons. And that'll that'll kind of take us to our next point, the, the cosplay shaming. But going back to to Jessica and K Bear, um, it was funny because I think Jessica was the very first cosplay of the week. And I said, "How can I show appreciation to you know people that are part of the nerd and geek culture?" And she had this uh, Goku Super Saiyan Goku cosplay that just yeah, hit the internet. Yeah, that one's awesome. And I, I I was like, "Holy shit." This is this is blowing my mind. I said, we got to get this out here. We got to think of something to do. And before I was actually putting the cosplayers on the show and talking about them, I was just putting them up on the Facebook page and putting pulling as many pictures as of their different cosplay as I could and just be like, you know, they're doing a great job at this, 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 and this. And it doesn't again, it doesn't matter the race or the gender. I mean, it's it's again inspirational for you to take a concept and take it to the next level or just to be yourself because in society today you're you're told not to be yourself or you know that's shunned upon and i think with cosplay and and gaming and and some of the stuff in this nerd culture it's it's making people understand that i mean you know we might have not uh been able to do this at one point in time or it didn't seem that way but you know be yourself I mean that's that's the number one deal, and, and then yep. they got on the big, um, <clears throat> the uh, cosplay shaming um, endorsements, and that stuff was going around. I was like, this needs to happen with a lot of stuff. Why would you, you know, be negative towards somebody for doing something that they're passionate about? So, are you with any of the organizations, or do you just overall uh, support the the movement for the cosplay shaming, or for people not to shame other cosplayers? I'm a big supporter of a group called Cosplay Against Bullying. Mm -hmm. So I work with them a lot. We did an interview uh, for the past two New York Comic Cons. I try and highlight it as much as possible. I've had friends that got bullied. And the sad thing is sometimes it's from other cosplay girls. Uh, It's not necessarily just from the trolls on the Internet that you would expect. Sometimes it's from more famous cosplay people against less famous cosplay people. And I've written a lot about it on my page. And there's, you know, no need to go into it again here. But it's just as harmful when it's coming from an internal source of the community as it does from an external one. Yes. Yes. And I just don't understand what's going on where, where we've gotten to the point to where everybody has to have an opinion and and bully somebody else when they don't have the courage Mm -hmm. to get out there and do it themselves or have. And for, for me, for martial arts, it's, it's a physical, um, lifestyle, so then you have people that are older as hell. Well, you guys don't train martial arts. In my day, I did this and living back in the heyday. Uh, and then you have kids who are like, oh, well, you're old. And it just keeps, it's just like a vicious cycle. Instead of people just working together to better themselves and learn something from somebody, they have to try to put other people down for whatever reason, whether they think it's fun or, you know. And most of the time, I'm just like, this, you know, mm-hmm. this person doesn't have a life. You know, they're just out here trying to, I mean, that might be their job just to troll as much stuff as possible just because. So I just I I yeah. so happy that there's movements out there where 
that these issues can be addressed and the community that it's, it's going on and can support everybody and actually show it. And with cosplay, that is the ultimate, uh, um, what am I trying to think? Not a physical representation of practice what you preach. You're out there with other cosplayers, different shapes and sizes and commenting on their, on their, uh, costumes and then mention them in your interviews or photo shoots and say, you know, go down here, see my friend. If you like this cosplay, they're the best at that. And it just goes back to what you were saying previously just a minute ago. And that's what I love about the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the community is really self-regulating in a lot of ways and very supportive in a lot of ways. And there's a lot of shaming that goes on within it. But the good news is so many of us are ready to rally behind each other. And these are not just girls. There's a lot that are girls in college that are just getting their start and maybe you think that they're you know at a certain point in their life where they should or shouldn't be doing it not your business cool but there's also people who are really established professionals uh ireland reed you know we're talking about inspirational cosplayers Mm -hmm. she's been getting her phd while attending more cons than i can even imagine every single year so these are people that are choosing to do this out of the love of the fandom and i don't want to drive them away yeah there are so many people that can be respected in so many different ways that trying to criticize one cosplay or another, you know, you don't want to do this to people that really do have a lot going on. And they're doing this because on the whole, it's a very general and positive community. So I'm always worried that it's going to turn to the point where people are saying, hey, it's not worth it anymore. And we lose these truly amazing, smart, talented, beautiful, gorgeous on the inside and out individuals. Because, and you know, and that's for men and women. There are certainly a lot of people who get a lot of flack on, you know, who are male as well. So my friend, uh, he's stunning Spidey. He, oh, he gets yes, 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 a yes. lot of crap because he's black Spider-Man. Oh, uh, what about Miles Morales? What about any, yeah, I mean, any other, like, exactly. Like, that's the point. Like there's Miles Morales, but no one wants to think they want to think white Spider-Man. That's the norm. And, so and Spider Man's one of my favorite problems. Yeah. It's one of one of one of my favorite characters and among a lot of people's characters. He's a staple of, you know, a kid, a tough kid doing a job, having you know, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. There's so many different things that Spider Man empowers and people. But yeah, we recently have a Asian Superman in the new action comic Superman. We have an Asian Hulk. Um, we have a black Iron Heart that just came out, and they showed her in the Iron Man suit now. Riri Williams, uh, I think the smartest person in the Marvel Universe now, is a younger uh, uh, black girl. So I'm, I mean, mm-hmm. let people have their interpretations of the heroes that empowered them to do whatever it was. My One of my friends uh, gets uh, crap all the time because she's Asian, but she loves Wonder Woman. And that's who she idolizes in, in her life around, like that the strength, the power, the poise that Diana Prince has. That's what she looks up to, and that's where it is. That connection that you make with a character can empower you so much to do things you never would have done mm-hmm. on your own. You've made that connection. So there there are awesome things that need to change um, in society today. Uh, with that. Yep, absolutely. And I think the backlash and support for the latest Iron Fist is a really good example because I think there was an opportunity for Marvel to correct a character that was deeply flawed in its conception. And yeah. a lot of the Asian writers of Marvel comics and the Asian actors within Marvel comics spoke out against how they cast a white guy when, yes, it was a white guy historically, but it was a white guy who had appropriated every single bit of Asian culture exactly. and left the Asian person to be the villain. And it's like, hey, you could have fixed this. And I realized that you kept to the comics as they were originally designed, but there are ways to make it an outsider status 
without having to cast a white guy again in yeah. something that was largely whitewashed from its original conception. So yeah. I've been really outspoken on just my personal Facebook page. You got no, against I, it and gotten a lot of support from the Asian community for taking a stand. Whereas a lot of the people that were protesting were yeah. really defensive, really well, I mean, defensive. Whole, and all I could think was, you know, this is an opportunity to continue diversifying in a way that exactly. we haven't before. Yeah, and I mean, it's uh, again, I, I saw some of the stuff that you wrote, and I wrote on the original post, I was like, well, you know, uh, I don't know, we had, I had an argument with somebody about uh, Dragon Ball Super, you know, how, which one's stronger, Super Saiyan 4 Goku or Blue Hair Goku, and then it led over to Iron Fist, and I was like, well, technically, Dan Aran is white, because uh, this is his lineage, but I mean, there's always opportunity to, again, like you said, change something or fix something. Um, yeah, rewrite the origin story. We've done that a million, million times, times for every yes. other character. Exactly. Why would we not do it for this one when you have such an opportunity to make a stronger character? Yep, exactly. Okay, let's take a minute here so I can say thank you to all the great sponsors of The Elijah Bailey Show. And thank you to all the listeners that support our sponsors. That's how I'm able to do this show each and every week for you for free. So keep on listening. Are you looking for a place where you and your family can actually learn martial arts to defend yourself? Then come on down to 2201, that's 2201 West Edmond Road, Edmond, Oklahoma, for Bailey Martial Arts Institute. This is a place that's not going to BS you. Just take your money and waste your time. If you want to learn martial arts so your family can defend themselves and create a stronger bond and build confidence, self-assurance, honesty, integrity, perseverance, and self-control into your child, come on down to Bailey Martial Arts Institute, again located at 2201 West Edmond Road, Edmond, Oklahoma, 73003. You can find everything that you need to know about us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just look up Bailey Martial Arts Institute. On Twitter, go to BMAI underscore Edmond. And we're back to the Elijah Bailey Show without Richard Taplin today. He's missing a fucking excellent conversation with Megawatt. You know what? Megawatt always reminds me of, and I have to do my, my radio voice when I do that, but it reminds me of uh, Mega Duck from Darkwing Duck. <laughs> That's what that reminds if me of. If only I were so cool, you know? <laughs> that is one of the most underappreciated cartoons of the 90s. I have I have yeah, a CD of my I hope I don't I don't lose any street cred but I have a CD in my car of old cartoon shows and it has Darkwing Duck on there uh, along with like Ducktales and Tailspin has that the intro theme music that is one of my Dude, favorite shows. I have the same CD you do yes and it's Johnny yeah, Quest and actually, the Popeye like I have bought that CD actually a couple times because if I lose it I get sad see I always have mine in a very special place. So I can't lose it. And then I made Richard download all the songs here on the studio computer so we can input them into the shows whenever I felt like it. So That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. Uh, so we're now here. you're making me think of Darkwing Duck cosplays. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, it's, it's an amazing <laughs> show. I want them to, I, they said they were going to do a reboot at some point in time, but I haven't heard anything in the last <gasps> like year, year and a half okay. about it. I know. That's good to know. And there's they're bringing back a lot of good shows. They're doing some movies they shouldn't be doing, but with cartoons, they're trying to bring like. Uh, yeah. Did you ever watch reboot? Okay. Does anyone can anyone explain to me how Lion King, the live action film, is actually going to happen? Because all I know is that it's going to be live action backgrounds and a lot of CGI animals. Yeah, like, the same Jungle thing Book as Jungle style, Book, right? Yeah. Like there is no actual live action there. No, but right. be, but because Disney's doing live action and everything else, that, that has to go in there because it's popular. I know. It's, yeah, I know. It's a shame. Uh, what do you think about the... And, and this I is don't getting... think a live action baby Simba is going <laughs> to blink as innocently or as long as... I don't, they're going to have to do a lot there. 
Yeah, a lot of wasted money. What do you think about the uh, live-action Beauty and the Beast with uh, Emma? I am so excited. Yeah. Um, I am so excited. I haven't loved Emma Watson in her other roles outside of Hermione, so I'm looking forward to her being another book form that I can totally get behind and just adore. I mean, she did things like the bling ring. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> it, it's not as adorable and cute, and I'm just like, please be someone I can love again. I think it'll be pretty good. They've been doing good on those. Like Maleficent was really, yeah. really good. Um, I, I yeah. still haven't seen with Into the Woods. Is that the one? Into the Woods is good. It was not as dark as the original play, and I respect that, even if it kind of lost a little bit of the meaning. But you know, yeah. at least it was a good movie. See now, now I'm. Uh, you got me confessing things I shouldn't confess on the show. People are like, man, you saw the, uh, <laughs> the the people at the OKC podcast meetup are going to give me shit about this, but. Um, but yeah, back back to back on track. We both love Disney. We love the cartoons. But um, for uh, being a cosplayer, what advice before we move on uh, further in the conversation would you give somebody that's, that's new to cosplaying? Don't feel bad about using a shitty outfit. I mean, in the nicest of words, yeah. <laughs> you know, basically what I say is like, I'm trying to say is that if you're using a Halloween costume or if you're using a cardboard uh Marvel costume that you put together because I've seen that happen or you're you know you're you're spray painting it the night before like this is totally legit like everyone starts somewhere is kind of more ridiculous and more fun if you do something that's a little half-assed as your first one just to get you in the mood like it's easier to come in and say hey I didn't put a lot of effort into it but I'm in the spirit of things than it is to say I put so much effort into it and I'm really worried about how it's going to get judged like do this for the fun of the character and the love of cosplay not because you're sitting here trying to make it perfect the very first time everyone's outfit starts somewhere I had a really terribly basic Emma Frost the first time and then you know I've already talked about my love of Ireland Reed, but she yeah. also at New York Comic Con debuted the most the coolest Emma Frost I've ever seen. It was Warrior Emma Frost with light up everything. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, well, that raises the bar. But I started somewhere. It was a fantastic day. And if I had ever doubted my sad, unlined little skirt and my, you know, weird, asymmetrical little cape, like, (laughs) I never would have fallen in love with cosplay in the first place. See. And you're hearing it straight. And that was with someone's help. (laughs) (laughs) See, kids, you can do anything, uh, but most of it is, again, like you said, the attitude. You know, do what you love. Yeah. Be who you are, do what you yeah. love, and you'll figure the rest out on the along the way. And, I mean, that's what, for podcasting, I mean, I can, I can talk shit all day. I think I got that from my mom. She can talk to the cows come home. But actually, yep. actually sitting back here and then investing in a conversation with somebody else and learning something and distribute that information, that took time. Uh, it took over a year for us to get that process down right to where I feel confident doing this show by myself if I have to, and re- vice versa for Richard. So, I mean, you, you just stick with it. And I know that I'm I'm warming up more to cosplaying just because I get to see all the different Good. options. I'm and, so excited. <laughs> I just, can't wait to see your first. Oh, uh, my, my, first, uh, my first cosplay. I already told somebody it would be like the question. But I, I, I'm kind of uh, hesitant about covering up my face. But I think the the question is a good, you know, DC character. He has a trench coat, has a face, and he does martial arts. Like the, and it could be the guy or the girl version. The girl it sounds version. perfect for you. Oh, uh, see, thank you. 
See, that's, that's the end of the show, folks. I just got what I needed. It, it took me 40 minutes to get that, <laughs> but I feel whole now. Um, uh, <laughs> what upcoming conventions do you have that are that are coming up for you? Uh, so I will be at KatsuCon, which is kind of a lobby con. I've only been once, but mm-hmm. I definitely did not buy a ticket. I'm not going to lie. I, <laughs> that's kind of the norm. So I don't mean anything against the organizers of KatsuCon. Yeah. But they hold it in a really cool big hotel in National Harbor, Maryland. And it's just outside D.C., so it's across the river from me. And it's uh, honestly just a really fun con where you have the best of the best cosplayers, the local cosplayers, the everyone in between cosplayers coming together and hanging around this giant kind of garden park inside of a giant hotel. It's the Gaylord National Convention Center. And it's just ridiculous. So I will be debuting Steampunk White Rabbit. From nice. Alice in Wonderland, and also an upside down cosplay of Poison Ivy. So okay. we're doing a group of five Poison Ivies, one for each of the seasons, and then I am the, you know, death version, <laughs> all <laughs> dead things. So that should be interesting. And um, yeah, I'll be so I'll be at Katsukon, and then I will also be over at AwesomeCon, obviously getting married. And then later in the summer, I'll be hosting the NovaCon, which is the first Northern Virginia-specific Comic-Con, and it's going to be late July at the Ritz and Tyson. And that'll so be that'll we're be really your, excited for that. That'll be your first time hosting a convention. Correct? It is. I'm I'm really excited. I have to get in shape. Like I've got a cosplay <laughs> that requires a really, really, really in shape person, and I am generally not the most in shape person, which is why I love my courses. <laughs> <laughs> So hopefully by then I'll be in like wedding shape. I will be cosplay rific shape and I will be able to finally do my soul fire cosplay. Cause oh. I've been, uh, I've got 10, 10 foot wings that open when you press a button getting made right now. And they're about to be shipped. And I'm so excited cause I probably ordered them about a year ago and the person making them, um, had to come up with whole new systems just to do what I've asked her to do and she's you know she's the one that makes like Victoria's Secret Angel Wing wow. so we've both been you know really excited through this whole process to see it progress and next next year at NovaCon they will be showing so Man, you're, you're dropping a lot of names like the uh, you know, Victoria's Secret how much is this stuff running you must be rich to afford some, no, some wings no, that pop out called, and... this is why I'm broke like everyone else has <laughs> electronics or goes on vacations this is why I'm broke. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I thought about doing like the Monarch from the Venture Brothers. That's one of my favorite shows, but I, I thought the wings would be a little bit too expensive for me. But if you got the money, man, there I you could, go. you could no, show No, I mean, hey, like I, I'm in a good industry, but this is why I, <laughs> this is where I choose to spend my money. And that's where I say, don't be scared of taking the route of buying all your different items off Amazon and cobbling together an outfit. I will order my corsets from certain people, and then I'm going on Amazon being like, ooh, fingerless gloves for $7. Hey. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing like stretching a buck. I- I'm the most frugal person exactly. that you will meet. My wife has to uh, to not trick me, but she has to give me the go-ahead about 10 times before I actually make a purchase. <laughs> and, and in social in marketing. I understand. That's, yeah. that's my fancy. <laughs> in marketing, we call that micro moments. She she has all these moments where she's like, yeah, just get it. Just go ahead and do it. Just do it. And she's... Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm the worst. I'm, I'm the worst defender. I'm like, 
ooh, we should go on a random trip away. But like, <laughs> you know, no, no, I'm I'm all safe from my cats, but shit, man. <laughs> uh, you need you so. need somebody to kind of keep you grounded in that aspect. But I mean, yep. Uh, d- d- investing in what you love, there's no greater feeling when once you get your wings yeah. or your costume and then you're like, dude, I'm about to rock the fuck out yeah, of this. Yeah, we only live once. I could die tomorrow. I'm happy. Exactly. Oh, man, you just hit some on the court. I, Richard would love it if you're here because, one, we're talking about passion. That's what this Black and Studios was founded upon. But then, you know, you only live once. You live each day like the last. Both the, me and Richard mm-hmm. have had some, some near-death experiences, as our audience know. And so that's what we try to do, because oh, wow. trying to leave like a legacy behind. And we can we can talk a little bit more about that off air, but I want to I don't want to get too far off track. Um, so besides the, the, the cosplay, you're also a gamer, correct? I am. I am. I play a lot of World of Warcraft yes. as well as other games. You actually got me uh, talking to my brother again <laughs> about World of Warcraft and, and trying to get into it. <laughs> Are I you going to sign up again? Please join my guild. I will need a, a desktop <laughs> computer to do so because my laptop is shit, and I want I want to yeah. invest in it. So I'm gonna I'm, I'm, that's gonna be my next big spend as a computer. And when I do, yep, that was that's how I got my Best Buy Visa card. I mean, come on, it's, it's, it's beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> is and World of Warcraft? You've been playing for how long now? I've been playing. Oh God, uh, it must be it was the year I was about to graduate college so 2007 i want to say okay so probably about two years after they debuted um i had friends that played it and were very into it and i didn't think much of it until all of a sudden i was just like you know what like it's time to jump on that bandwagon i had played every warcraft as i grew up and by the time i played world of warcraft the world made sense and i started going on road trips with like my mom and i'm like oh this looks like a rappy highlands where are the dinosaurs (laughs) Like, I started seeing everything <laughs> through a wow then, and I've never really gone back. Gone so back, yeah. it's kind of baked into my brain right now that this is how the world should function. And it's it's a little awkward, but mostly okay. And I'm just, I know they're winding down the number of expansions, and I'm just, I am hoping, I am praying to a God I don't really believe in that <laughs> there is going to be some virtual reality version of so, wow coming out because... Let's be honest. I'm obsessed with Ready Player One. We should all move into the Oasis. Then we can have (laughs) WoW and the Goonies in the same universe, and everything will be okay. Dude, you you've spoken to some of my childhood heart right there. I'm getting nostalgic. I'm I'm welling up with tears right now just hearing (laughs) you say that shit. Uh, Right? Like the World of Warcraft movie premiered, and I cried twelve times. Oh my! Not because of the plot. The plot wasn't that great, but because they did things like fly. Mm-hmm. To Stormwind, and I have made that landing so many <laughs> effing times that I just bawled seeing it in 3D. I was sobbing beneath my little 3D glasses. Oh, God, it was so sad. And then, like, at the end of the movie, everyone else is like, oh, epic battle scene. And I am also bawling because I've spent not like one hour, but probably a solid week of my life cutting humans out of orc cages. <laughs> so seeing that happen also hit all the fucking feels. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love it. I love the passion. And I was just getting ready to ask about oh. the movie as well because I hadn't seen it yet. Somebody told me that you had it's to... It's so good. It's so good. Somebody told me you had, to, you great, had to play the game. It's not great, but it's so good. I, I'm ready to, to become a uh, believer. Uh, what well, can I use that? Believer <laughs> and be a part of Wow. 
Um, but I mean, you hit. You said it hits all the fucking feels. That's that's all I need to know right there. I need something. I need an emotional connection because the, the years of being in martial arts, I had one emotion left when I got married, and my wife stomped on that. So now I'm emotionless. And if if Wild can pull it back out of me, no, that's a problem. I felt that way. Um, I honestly felt that way. Like I went to a friend's wedding. It's one of my best friends. Since I was in seventh grade Mm -hmm. and everyone is sobbing at her wedding and afterwards at a reception, I'm looking at the other bridesmaids going, why did you cry? And she's like, it's so beautiful (laughs) seeing them with so much love get married. I'm like, I don't know what that feels like. I don't even know. Like I love, I love my fiance that much, but I don't cry with how much I love him. And then I realized I was, I cry every time I see the wow trailer. Like I'd recently gone into promotion at work. And my boss was like, congratulations, Megan. Like, you really earned this. I'm like, that's cool. Cool. Thanks. And then all of a sudden, the TV that was always on news in his room switched into a movie trailer for World of Warcraft. For Warcraft. And I just, I got teary. And I was like, excuse me, I need to leave the room. Thank you so much, sir. Goodbye. See, I'm, I need to find. I, hopefully, Wow will bring that out for me to where I can. Because when you, so you're not going to be from from what I'm hearing is you're not going to be crying at your wedding. But if you had an earpiece in and you're listening to to Wow and you know the <laughs> scenes, will that make the tears like well up? Is that what's going to happen? I don't. I, I think uh, this one might be different. <laughs> I think my own wedding might be a little bit different, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it won't hurt that I'm in Wonder Woman cosplay and he's in Deadpool cosplay because that alone is going to get me excited. That's okay. And uh, let's let's do this. Let's take another pause for the cause, and we'll be right back so I can close up the show with my special guest, Megawatt. Thank you for downloading this episode. If you're on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play Music, or whatever podcasting library you're listening to this show on, please rate and review. Those reviews and ratings help us tremendously. We thank you. And we're back. This is Elijah Bailey. And who do I have on the line? This is Mega Cosplay. See, I love the way you say that. And then I, I've been saying it this whole time, and I didn't want to use the radio voice. So I was like, why not treat the people? But um, we're winding down the show. We're getting ready to, to, to go ahead and head towards the close. So, um, Megawatt, thank you for being on the show. Um, I like to do uh, upcoming events. So could you give everybody um, the dates for the conventions that you're going to be at where they could possibly meet you, come get a photo, or just come talk to you and, or ask you some tips about cosplay? Uh, yeah, so I will be at KatsuCon, which is in February of 2017. Also, AwesomeCon, which is June of 2017. And then that also the NovaCon I'll be hosting, which is in late July of 2017. So uh, all of those are in the D.C. metro area. So I hope you guys don't mind traveling if you're not uh, necessarily local to me (laughs) after after hearing this whole uh podcast and you you talking about getting the fucking feels i think you're pulling on people's heartstrings i think they will make their way out i hope so Uh, i don't have a specific date for katsucon but i know awesome con is june 16th to 18th and then NovaCon is july 28th through the 30th and 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 the illustrious wedding 
The illustrious wedding is going to be Saturday, June 17th, 2017. So 6-17-17. So. And it is open to the public because why not? It's more exactly. ridiculous that way and therefore more fun. If you ever wanted to see Deadpool and Wonder Woman get married, I mean, this is this is your only time. I know. <laughs> we, we're totally planning on having like a stormtrooper lightsaber arch that everyone can walk through. You know, like that. That sort of specialness. Maybe we'll have a sorting hat for where you sit if you're not with a bride or groom. Who knows? Like, I'm coming with the shit out of my ass right now. But it kind of <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> it does. I, I Once you said that, I fell into the, the, the pool of geekdom. And I, I just immersed Right? It. Like, now I'm actually, I really did just kind of make that up. But now I'm really into that <laughs> idea. And I'm going to have to talk to our wedding planner is the founder of AwesomeCon. Ben Penrod, so are, are, is your I wedding, will be letting him know very soon. <laughs> is your wedding planner stressed out at all with with this event? Uh, being no, because he's just like, all right, so like this is going to be a panel. We'll make it open. I'm like, you might need to make it the biggest panel, but yeah, let's let's do this. <laughs> Dude, that, that is amazing. And since I didn't know about the engagement when I first contacted you, congratulations on your engagement. Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, where can people find you uh, on the interweb, on the Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? Everything is Megawatt Cosplay. So Facebook, I'm Megawatt Space Cosplay. Everywhere else, it's just at Megawatt Cosplay. Yes, and if, if that's too hard for you, you're already a fan of The Elijah Bailey Show, go to the official Elijah Bailey Show Facebook page, just The Elijah Bailey Show, or you can, uh, if you're following on Twitter and Instagram, remember that's at Elijah Bailey Show without the W, that's just S-H-O. Um, and since Rich is not here, I'll do the plug for Black and Studios. Black and Studios, uh, the finest podcasting studio in all of Oklahoma. You can find them at www.blackandstudios.com, or you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at sign Black and Studios. And if you want to email them to contact about doing your own podcast or to ask some questions, it's at podcast at blackandstudios.com. Uh, again, thank you for coming on the show, Megawatt. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Really uh, appreciate it. And you will be back. You will be back probably many times. And that way you can bring your, your fiance on the show. It'd be Hopefully it'll be before you guys <laughs> get married. Uh, but if He's not, the best bartender in D.C., so at uh, least I can give you a lot of beautiful cocktail recipes. Oh, my God. <laughs> you just, I mean, do you guys want to be a part? You're already a part of the Black and Family, but we need a podcast from you, too. I think that everything. I, oh, we would totally be down. Oh my god! Okay, I'll have to send you some information. Uh, you heard, every time, and my fans know this that any time that I give somebody a, a a recommendation for a podcast, it typically happens. And you're a go getter, you guys. Uh, <laughs> just from listening to you, I know your husband's on board with with the stuff that you do. So I will send you the info for the podcast, and you will be in That's talks wonderful. with me and Richard, not only as guests but podcasters with Black and Studio. Hopefully sometime in the near future sounds great oh my god thank you for for coming on the show um i can't wait to have you back can't wait to have you uh, as podcasters with the studio and this has been a a this has been the most and i don't want to say this without richard here but this has been one of my my favorite podcasts and i'm glad i got to do it with you. you and i'm glad that we've had conversations um for the last couple of days and I got to get to know you a little bit. So I want this, uh, this relationship to continue and you need Absolutely. to, uh, we need to have a, a big group 
uh, phone call with the, with the wife and the the fiance, the husband fiance on the phone. Exactly that way. with America. Exactly. Well, Just remember we... that's his name. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that too. Okay. Oh, this is fucking unbelievable, <laughs> folks. All right, uh, I'm Elijah Bailey. Uh, Richard Tapley is gone, but we didn't need him. It's me and Megawatt, and this has been the Elijah Bailey show, and I'm gone.